Good morning, pile. 701, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Normally we do a, a wine about a Wednesday. And we can still, if you've, you've got something you want to... Hey, if you have complain. to complain, sure. Yeah. Well, why don't you cry about it? Yeah, we're not giving away talent wine today. We're uh, putting all of our contesting on hold during this holiday break. But we'll uh, be giving stuff away once again uh, on Monday with uh, the number game, for example. So... But if you got something you want to complain about, you certainly can do that. And I'm sure there's probably a, a few things during this holiday season that maybe maybe it's grinding your gears just a little bit. So uh, text or call us 970-242-1340. So we're on from 7 to 9 this morning. It's our uh, holiday edition of the show. So we're taking a little, little extra time off this week, an extra hour. So uh, we'll be back to three hours coming up on Monday. And um, just yesterday, Greg Pinner and George Payton met with the media. And my initial take is this, that the ownership group has sat back and they've watched how this has unfolded Mm -hmm. with a general manager they did not hire, with a head coach they did not hire. Saw how things went on Sunday, a a, a lack of effort by the Broncos, the dust-up between Dalton Reisner and Brett Rippon, Randy Gregory, by the way, is going to pay a $50,000 fine, will not be suspended a game. So there's some news on that this morning. But the the fight at the end of the game with Randy Gregory, all the things that, that... we're going on with, and obviously, a nationally televised game mm-hmm. again, where the Broncos got humiliated. And Greg Pinner said, "Okay, that's enough." And I think a lot of us thought, well, they, they would give him Nathaniel Hackett the rest of the season. I, I think, think the, if they didn't allow a fifty burger, they probably would have. Possibly. I still wonder, though, even if it's 31-14, that if the Reisner Rippon thing happens, if Randy Gregory still does what he did, mm-hmm. that they might just go, okay. This, yeah, uh, I mean, let's, probably let's get that, but I, I'm not sure if that happens if it's 31-14. I you think, know what I mean? I, don't I think know. Gregory probably gets himself suspended yeah, either way because he's due. But... But I think, but I think in the case of of Reisner and Rippon, I mean, if Russ is still getting knocked on the ground, and Rippon doesn't think that Reisner or the offensive linemen are helping him, regardless of what the score is, I still think that 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 frustration's still there. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe thirty one fourteen. It's that's not there. I, I I just think that everything that that happened, the lopsided loss it is a perfect storm. The lopsided loss, the Reisner Rippon altercation. Where Montreal Washington was the guy that was trying to break them up, the rookie, kick, the rookie five eight kick returner is trying to break them up, and I think that's part of the problem too. I think that that spoke volumes about Nathaniel Hackett not being more involved in in dealing mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, and, I and just to say, well, yeah, it was em- mm-hmm. it was embarrassing. Well, yes, it was, and that's on you, Nat Hack. I just, you know, I, I, it all ties together, right? I mean, it, it does. I mean, if we it's can, 31 14, they're probably playing a little better. 
Probably. They're not letting Russ get hit that much. Russ isn't making that poor decisions. Defense hasn't given up. Defense hasn't quit. Offensive line hasn't quit. So I, I think that Hackett probably survives that because you don't have the obvious they just gave up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I in my feeling. Yeah, that's and that's you know you got to go with your gut, and that's possible. I'm not I'm not saying that that's unrealistic. I think that they just. I I tend to wonder too with the not the Nathaniel Hackett through the Russell Wilson interceptions, <laughs> but here here we go again. The offense mm-hmm. looking like garbage. That's still even though he wasn't the play caller. That's still his baby. That's yeah. still his side of the football. And they just had enough. And they're like, okay, well, let's let's get a jump start on looking for a head coach. I mean, yeah, we can, you know, dissect all this and in individual incidents and mm-hmm. and the score. But the outcome was going to be the same. He was going to get fired. I mean, and, and Greg Pinner basically said that yesterday. That that was regardless what happened the final two games, yeah. he was going to get fired. That that Hackett was going to be gone. And now you're seeing Greg Penner and the, and the ownership group and his wife Carrie kind of sitting back, watching how this has played out. They've mm-hmm. they've they've pretty much have kept themselves out of it to this point in time. They've let Hackett run this football team. They've let George Payton do his thing as the GM. They have sat back and observed, which is what smart people do. You come into something, you're still it's unfamiliar territory for you. As you know, Greg Pinner, that's you know, running an NFL team is not his background, but he knows business. And he sat back and they watched and they saw this what was going to be a great plan, right? At least look like a great plan. Russell Wilson comes in, Nathaniel Hackett. Defense is going to be one of the better defenses in the league. We just get the offense a little bit better. And only one of those things happened. The defense was still, despite Sunday, has still been a top five defense in this league. And I, I, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm going to applaud them for being proactive of not letting this go another game. I'm saying we're done here. This isn't working. And I know the message is not great where you fire a coach in season. He's the first ever Bronco first year head coach to be fired in season. Only, only the fifth for that to happen, either fight, get fired or quits it was going to get fired in the case of Bobby Petrino mm-hmm. I know on the surface it doesn't look good but I'm okay with them doing it a little bit because well that's just not how we do things that sometimes you need to change sometimes you need to do I, things differently and, and I'm glad they're proactive I'm glad they mm-hmm. didn't go okay let's let's give them two more games and let's see and then well damn under Nat hack this team sucks it's a historically bad Broncos yeah. offensive unit I think you have to go back what to the '66 team in terms mm-hmm. of scoring points. I mean, that's that's some historically bad Broncos yeah. football. And I know they're seventh defensively in scoring, fifth in yards, but there's a big Q next to those numbers because they quit in L.A. Well, and and here's another they number. Gave up. They they gave up. I mean, Sunday they absolutely gave up. And since the trade of Bradley Chubb, their numbers have dropped. They've missed him and his ability to pressure the quarterback. You know, I. We'll see what happens with that first round draft pick that they have, but and I get it. Yeah, that, they're getting interceptions and turnovers and whatnot. But, but they're, they're giving up they're yards. They're Ty Wigington interceptions. They're giving up yards. Yeah, and yes, in the Kansas City game, 
those were crucial, impactful turnovers that the defense generated because they scored on those. They got touchdowns off of those. But but you're right in that, you know, and, and the defense played well against Arizona. But it's also g- the same defense that allowed the Chiefs to score on three 20, consecutive drives. Twenty got up twenty-seven nothing. So, but they, you know, it's but they then also went out and like I said, they they forced turnovers and got back in the football game because their defense was able to 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 generate some turnovers, some picks off Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, the, the defense is not without its criticism, particularly mm-hmm. as of late. But let's be let's be fair about this. They have been the best, most consistent unit throughout from from week one Monday night in Seattle to you know up until oh, last yeah. to last Sunday and the debacle against the LA Rams. So I, I just think that you know I I applaud Greg Penner for going. Let's okay enough of this enough. Let's get an let's get an early start on this. Let's hire our guy, and we're going to be involved in this. And George, you know, like because last time it was George Payton. Elway played a role in the hiring of Hackett. Mm-hmm. Likewise for Joe Ellis. And so now Greg Penner's saying, I'm going to be very involved in this. And you know who else is going to be very, very involved in this? When Condoleezza Rice is going to be very involved in the hiring of the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Somebody that obviously her political resume is very impressive but was on the college football playoff selection committee some have talked about her at least in the past of maybe being a contender to be the next commissioner of the nfl has a tremendous football background and i think is a very measured person and she's used to 4 and 11 too she was a browns yeah, fan she's a browns fan and so, so this is not really all that <laughs> You know, so it's not out un- of her depth. It's not unfamiliar territory for Condoleezza uh, I've Rice. I've also heard, by the way, that uh, when Jim Harbaugh was hired at Stanford, you know who was on that search committee? That would have been one Condoleezza Rice. One Condi Rice. So look for the big khaki-wearing doofus to get a fo- phone call from uh, Dove Valley. You know, and who else? You know, somebody else to kind of keep keep an eye on? Mike Shanahan. Bring it back. No. Run it back. No. No, 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 I don't, no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> there have been times I would have said, absolutely, yes, sure, why not? Wait, let's make that happen tomorrow. Yeah. David Shaw. Yeah. Got, got, he's got an NFL background. You know, now now available. Mm-hmm. And so don't be shocked that his name will be in that conversation. Don't know where it's going to be on the on the pecking order. But there's another Stanford connection. Yeah, a guy that, like I said, has an NFL background that could his name could be very much in the conversation to maybe be the next head coach of this football team. I did see. There's a couple things where yesterday during the press conference, I kind of was like, Craig eh, Punter, be careful. The promising it will improve. Eh, you can't promise that. Yeah, you got. You can hope. Yeah. We're gonna. I would have phrased it as we're gonna do everything yeah. possible to make this better. We have. Pro- we we prom- have. Yeah. We have to make this better. I've heard Jimmy Haslam say that every three years yeah. for the last twelve. <laughs> we promise we'll get better. I, we'll I get do better, once. but I do like. I like what Greg Penner said in terms of he wanted to apologize to the fans. We're sorry for this mess. 
I mean, because they could easily go, not wasn't our problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we gave Russ the extension, but we didn't hire Hackett. Right. We didn't hire Peyton. We didn't assemble this roster. And you could you could easily, if you're Greg Pinner, go, Broncos country, we feel for you. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do everything we can to make this better. But this wasn't on us. No, he was very forthright about, yeah. look, we own this team now. We bear a responsibility to the fan base, to Broncos country, a, you know, an apology mm-hmm. about how bad the season's been. He go, you know, as owners, it's incumbent on us to have high expectations, set a high standard, and ensure there's accountability. You know, the, the, I agree with you. Don't promise. Don't promise. Don't don't promise. That's a that's a bad thing to do. But a lot of what he said yesterday, I really did like. Mm-hmm. And, and he went and he hung a dead man walking sign on his GM too. He did. Uh, the coach is going to report to me. He should have just looked at George Payton and said, "You can go now." Because what that, really is George Payton going to do now? He's just—he's going to be like Russ. He's going to have his own office, office, and not do really anything. <laughs> To help the team win at this point. Well, he's still got the draft. He's still got free agency. Well, he's still if got the coach is going to report to the owner and not yeah. the GM. That's well, and here's and here's the thing about that that makes me go, Sean Payton. Because if Sean Payton comes there, George Payton's gone. Can't have two Paytons. Can't have two Paytons. Not that's why have... Peyton Manning's not there. Who was it? Was it? I can't remember. Was it Keel or somebody wrote about Manning? Everybody. I you know, but that was where I just saw. I'm talking about from mm-hmm. a regional standpoint. Yeah, I know there's like the blogs and stuff, but but wrote a piece about about Manning, which that's that's nothing. But that's I'm not, not that's not, not really new. blogs, but it's you know legitimate NFL news. People yeah, it's not, have links to articles about. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just talking in general. I'm yeah. talking about the the post, which is newspaper wise in this state still the paper of record, still still the standard in this state. And yeah, I mean, this is like ever since Peyton's retired. Well, like Greg Penner rolls out of bed, feet hits the ground. It's like, well, are you going to bring in Peyton Manning? Yeah, I mean, since PFM retired, yeah, I mean that that talk has been out. He there. He probably gets that from the wife. Is Peyton you bringing in Peyton Manning what, what you, today? No, Penner's going. Greg, 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 have you called Peyton today? Mm-hmm. Have you called? Have you, have you called PFM? Have you called the sheriff? You know what role could Peyton Manning play? I, I don't know. I, I just know this much: they would be they would be in better position to having the knowledge of one Peyton Manning involved in this organization. What would only make it better? Okay, I I have a legitimate question, and this is not me just pooing. Okay, is that really true, or is that just a hope about Manning making about a Manning's better? mind making? Because John Elway was a pretty damn good quarterback at running the thing and winning Super Bowls and. He, for for a brief shining moment, did. But then when it was firmly in his grasp, he kind of started this whole mess. Yeah. Is, Panning, is Manning guaranteed to make it better? I don't think he is. We hope. See, and, and, okay, as, a, as Broncos fans, I, you hope, but I don't know. I understand your criticism of Elway. They still got to two Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl with him as the GM. He was able to get Peyton Manning to come to Denver. I'm. I'm just. You know. I'm. I understand what you're saying. At the end, part of this mess is on John Elway's desk. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. If you if if Elway was in Cleveland and did what he did in Denver, I think you'd have a different feeling about him. 
you would say, well, we we got to two Super Bowls. We won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I get it. The end's not been great. At the end of the, his tenure there wasn't great. And I don't know how good Peyton will be. I, I like to think Peyton's a pretty smart, savvy, obviously knows the quarterback position, knows the NFL well. Mm-hmm. I don't see where he can he can't make this worse. I don't see how he can. Because he's a smart enough guy to go, maybe I'm maybe I'm in over my head on this. Maybe don't give me mm-hmm. all these responsibilities because I don't know about that or I need to learn about that. I think he's too smart of a guy just to go, I know everything and and when he's screwing it up, just ignore I just, everybody. I think I, I just There's a wide gulf between can't make it worse and absolutely have to have him and his mind in the front office. You know, I'm not saying I didn't say that. I said no, no. I think it'd be I, nice. I think it'd be nice to have Manning involved mm-hmm. in this because I think he brings number one a tie to the, the most recent success. Right. But there are people and, that are like, well, you gotta bring in Manning now. Well, are we sure it's going to work? Well, Manning's got to want to come there too. I mean, he's he's got the Omaha production stuff. And Manning I wouldn't cast. want to right now. He's, he's I mean, it, I think he would be a tremendous addition. Do they have to have him at this moment? Well, no, because you don't know, know number one whether or not he even wants to be there mm-hmm. at this point in time. I think he's really enjoying the things that he's doing right now. If he comes in, though, I I only see him as an asset. And, I don't see him as a liability. I don't see negatives here because I don't think he's the kind of guy that is going to be, I know everything and you know nothing. I think it's like, here's my expertise. Here's what I know about. And give me these areas to work in that I know I know about this. And I think that's just kind of how he operates. I think that's why he could be successful in whatever that role might be. Right. I, I don't think he expects to come in and be the GM. I don't think that would be something. I just don't know what he brings to team building. If you want to coach up Russ and Brett Rippon, 100%. And that might be what he does. And that, might be, that might be what he does. And but as far as the team building, you got to bring him into the front. Really? You have to? I know you want to and you hope it's going to be go work well. And this is Broncos country in general. It's like, but I'm not sure this is going to work out. I'm not 100% sold that it's going to be the savior. I don't think it's... I, I'll, and number one, I, you don't think you're trying to put words in my mouth because I didn't say no, this. No. I, it's, I, I think he's an addition. He's mm-hmm. an asset. I think you have to be careful what you give him to do. Because I think Manning would be the first to go, these are the things I know about and these are the things I feel comfortable doing. And I'm willing to learn things, but don't expect me to come in and solve every problem because he's not going to solve every problem. Mm-hmm. As as smart as Manning, in, as Manning is and as much respect as I have for PFM, He's not going to fix all the problems of this football team. No. He would be another resource within this organization that can only make it better and can't make it worse. But once again, the those those responsibilities have to be clearly defined in what what that is and what his wheelhouse is. Yeah. Just to go, hey, let's make him the GM. Well, he doesn't have that experience. Right. I mean, and working in that and working in that department in some level, sure. If that's what he wants to do. And you're right. He's got to be given a job, right? Right. I'll bring in Peyton Manning to do what? Well, just bring him in. Use his brain. Well, okay. Well, I don't know if Peyton Manning can really evaluate safeties in the NFL draft. What do you, what do you exactly do you want him to do? I'm I'm going to venture guess. He probably would he probably have, could. Probably but, could. But I, you know, but once again, having a, having a clearly defined role would be essential for him. And, and once again, 
he's going to want to do it and, and don't have this expectation he's going to fix every problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, I've, I've read some of the stuff you've read. He's not going to, he's not the savior. He's not going to save this right. thing. He may not even be able to evaluate quarterbacks. We thought John Elway was going to. Yeah. You know, I, 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 no offense to John, I have a little more confidence in PFM because he's because he spent more time manning yeah, cast, working working with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But and, he's going to have the same issue as a Jordan in ownership, right? Like, well, I was able to do all this. Why can't you guys go do it? And see, I don't think that's Manning. See, I just don't. I don't think that's. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's how he is. I, I would think, hope not. But no, I think he's very much your skill set. What you do is different than what I. What mm-hmm. I did, and to have this to replicate the same exact success—that's that's ridiculous. People play the position differently, and I, I just yeah I I don't know I'm not I'm not trying to be critical here of you, but I, I no, feel I, like you're not giving Manning enough credit for being as smart of a guy as he is, and kind of going, hey, look, I here's here's what I see when I read a coverage. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm seeing. I'm which is I'm just saying it's easier to do that. When, if you're wrong, you don't get fired. It's going to be a little harder for him to step into anybody's front office in whatever role and get it right. That's all I'm saying is right. there's no guarantee he's going to get it right. Well, let's let's agree on one thing. He's not, I think, when we can agree on this, they hire him and it's not like everything immediately gets turned around because he's there. I agree. That he comes in and can only make it better mm-hmm. is going to be an improvement, another resource is not, I mean, contrary to Broncos country that want him there, is not the savior. Right. He's not going to come riding in on thunder and saving the day at Dove Valley. I'd pay and, to and, see it, but I don't and, think it's going to happen. And I think, and he would be the first guy to go, I'm not coming here to save this thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a collaborative effort with everybody involved. Greg Penner and, promised it, though. Well, he's going to turn it around, I promise. I'm just. My, my only concern about Greg Penner, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't want to be another Jerry Jones or another Dan Snyder. That's my only concern. Yeah, there's a, some there's a way over promise yesterday. Yeah, I'm I'm a little. That's then m- there's under deliver to come. I feel. I I like the fact that they were proactive, made a decision when they felt mm-hmm. like they had to make a decision, and position themselves to to get it right this time. I think he he's the CEO of the team. He's an owner of the team. He needs to play a very significant role in things. Yeah, I just, I just, my my mild concern is he reports to me. He over he he oversteps what his he gets out of his out of his depth in terms of knowing how to run an NFL football team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but I do like things like he said that 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 him and his wife Carrie talked to the NFL medical department about because I mean, the Broncos have the most players on injured reserve of anybody yeah. in the league. What are we doing wrong in terms of conditioning? In terms of our sports mm-hmm. medicine staff, what are thing? What what are other teams doing that maybe we're not doing that are having better success in those departments? Yeah, I like hearing stuff like he's that. He's a smart guy, and I think yeah. he's he's going to explore every avenue available yeah. to him to try to make the team better. I just I the the head coach bypassing the GM that's yeah. always a little weird to me. Yeah, it's a little. I'm a little. I'm with you on that. I mean, actually, we do agree on a couple things today. I that that I think I has to stop there, though. To 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 me, that is kind of like okay. Well, um, 
So be George, interesting. So George Payton, what are you going to be doing? I yeah. mean, I mean, there are still things obviously Payton's going to be in, involved with, but you know what that says to me a little like bit? Coverage. That that, like that that says to me that's a that's a thing to Sean Payton. Hey, uh, you're going to have my ear, and if I like what you're saying. Do I really need that other Peyton? And I don't know if it's just to Sean Payton. I think it's to any coaching Probably. candidate. But I where think if you don't get along with him, we can get rid of him. Yeah, and, and I and I, but I think it's I think it's first and foremost directed at at Sean Payton. I really do. That you know that that that's. I just hope he know, knows that if you fire George Payton, you don't get the draft picks he traded back. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to get Sean Payton. Yeah, pro- probably so. I, I still I don't think it'll be Sean Payton, but but I, I do think that first and foremost that, that that was a message. I mean, like you said, I think it can be for anybody, but I do think it was directed at him. Probably you come here, yeah. you worked for Bill Parcells, the guy that got to buy the groceries, that you you will get the chance to buy the groceries here. You'll have a very prominent voice in what we do in terms of building this roster. And that other Peyton guy can pound sand or maybe he won't even be here by the time mm-hmm. this all falls into place. All right, 725, let's get to... What's happening? We were chippy this morning, weren't we there a little bit? Uh, little, not, I didn't feel little, chippy. A little chippy. A minor no. disagreement, that's oh, all. A little chippy. Oh, that's, but not uh, not Reisner ripping chippy, no, 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 not that at all. We, we didn't need cake to come in here and separate us or anything right. like that. Not that he's like we'd Montreal, be waiting Washington. about seven hours or so because he's still in the front range. <laughs> he's still the front range. All right, the search is underway in Denver to find the Broncos' next head coach. After firing Nathaniel Hackett Monday, Denver CEO Greg Penner and General Manager George Payton met with the media on Tuesday. Payton says, despite the team missing the playoffs for a seventh straight year, he feels the job is still an attractive one. And it starts with ownership and the resources they're going to put in to, to bring us back a championship. They're going to give us everything we need, uh, this ownership group, Greg, Kerry, Rob Walton. And then, you know, it's just an iconic organization. It's an easy sell. The fan base and, and the winning tradition, that's an easy sell. Mm. Winning traditions, it's been there, but not for the last six, seven years. And there, it's... It's, I think it's going to be a little tougher sell than George Every thinks. season starts like they're defending <laughs> champs, though. Just think it's going to be. got to just keep it going. It's a little tougher sell. 17-0, and 0, baby. Than, than it was year two removed from winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, among the possible candidates are former Indianapolis coach Frank Reich, Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, and former New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. The Avalanche dropped their first game coming off the Christmas break and losing at Mullet Arena in Arizona 6-3 to three last night. Cardinals Miko Rantanen scored his 24th goal of the season and Kale McCarr added his 8th with uh, Alex Newhook scoring a goal for Colorado. The Avs set in 4th place in the Central Division at 19-12-2. and two. Michael Porter Jr. exploded for 30 points as the Nuggets won at Sacramento 113-106 last night. Denver rallied from a 20-point first-half deficit as Jamal Murray added 25 points with Nikola Jokic getting a double-double of 20 points and 11 assists. The Nuggets continue to lead the Western Conference at 22-11 and as they face the Kings again tonight. Pre-game at 7-30 on the Team Sports Network. There was some college bowl game action yesterday and yesterday we had the Camellia Bowl right here on the Team Sports Network. Buffalo down in Georgia Southern, 23-21. The first responder bowl was Memphis over Utah State, 38-10. The Birmingham Bowl, East Carolina, beat Coastal Carolina, 53-29. Grayson McCall, the quarterback for Coastal Carolina, playing in his last game before he's going to transfer. Mm-hmm. 
gets hurt on a play where he scores a touchdown. So Grayson McCall injured in that game for Coastal Carolina. The guaranteed rate bowl. Wisconsin beat Oklahoma State 24 to 17. And so today we have Duke taking on UCF at noon today in the Military Bowl right here on the Team Sports Network. And the Cutter Mesa men's basketball team, they're back from the holiday break after uh, uh, and looking to continue their conference winning streak when they play at CSU Pueblo Friday in New Mexico Islands on Saturday. It'll be a stingy CSU Pueblo defense, which has dropped their average points allowed number from 77 last year to 66 this season. Mavs head coach Mike DeGeorge says the Thunderbolts defense has gotten much better this season. They have their core group back from last year, and, and they've added some, some really quality pieces. Last year, they didn't defend great. And this year, they're one of the top defensive teams in the league. So they've really committed at that end, and they have great athletes. Mavericks play at CSU Pueblo on Friday, New Mexico Islands on Saturday. Women tip it off both days at 2 o'clock, the minute 4 o'clock, pregame at 145 both days, right here on the team CMU Sports Network. And that's what's happening. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And up next, we'll have uh, some of the comments from Broncos General Manager George Payton after uh, yesterday's uh, press conference where uh, George Payton and uh, Greg Penner talked about the search for the Broncos' next head coach. Got something on your mind today? Thoughts about what we're talking about Peyton Manning maybe at some point joining this organization to who the next head coach should be. If it's something you want to whine about today, you can do that as well. Text or call us 970-242-1340. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Welcome back. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, yesterday, Broncos CEO Greg Pinner, Denver GM George Payton spoke with the media after uh, the firing of Nathaniel Hackett on Monday. And we'll bring you some of the, uh, the George Payton sound right now. Here's George Payton on why the Broncos, despite the struggles since Super Bowl 50, are still a, a really attractive job for an NFL head coach. And it starts with ownership and the resources they're going to put in to, to bring us back a championship. They're going to give us everything we need, uh, this ownership group, Greg, Kerry, Rob Walton. And then, you know, it's just an iconic organization. It's an easy sell. The fan base and, and the winning tradition, that's an easy sell. All right. Now, part of the success for the Broncos moving forward is getting more return on their Russell Wilson investment, which this year has been disastrous. There's no way to get it this year. Like buying Enron back in the day. Or or going with with some uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, FTX right now. That would be a bad investment in Russell Wilson in 2022. George Payton's hoping that that return on investment will look much better in 2023. We saw flashes of Russ this year. You know, Russ in, in, Russ even said he didn't play up to his standard. But, um, you know, the first half of the Chargers game, the, the first half of the Raiders game, you know, he finished strong. So you can go through the season that you do see uh, flashes. And he'll be the first one to tell you he didn't play up to his standard, didn't play up to our standard. He needs to be better. Uh, I don't think we made a coaching move based on Russ. You know, that wasn't what it's all about. That's why. That's not why we're getting a new coach to turn around Russ. It's about the entire um, organization. It's about the entire football team. It's just not one player. 
Uh, it's not whether Russ is fixable or not. Uh, we do believe he is. We do. You made a coaching move for Aaron, though. Turns out he yeah. just wasn't your quarterback. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad decision. I think he's right about that. I think Peyton is is accurate in saying that this decision, well, you want somebody to come in and hopefully, whether it's that head coach is offensive-minded coach or they bring somebody with them that uh, there's been talk that if it's Dan Quinn, that uh, Brian Schottenheimer, who was the OC for Russ in Seattle at one point, mm-hmm. that that could be the combination that comes in if it's Dan Quinn, a guy that, that Russ has obviously worked well with in the past, a guy that, you know, the initial let Russ cook thing, that was Schottenheimer orchestrating that offense. You mentioned Daryl Bevel. Mm-hmm. It would be possibly a, a name that, that, that pops up in, in the coaching search as well, a guy that Russ clicked well with in Seattle. But it can't be about Russell Wilson. It can't be Russell Wilson-centric. It's It's got to be about this team on both sides of the football. They thought they were going to get better on special teams this year at Dwayne Stukes. They did not. It, there's still m- more issues than just the offense on this football team. And a head coach has to be part of the solution to a multitude of problems, not just one Russell Wilson problem per se. So speaking of that relationship that was supposed to be you know, so kumbaya, so, yeah. so symbiotic. symbiotic between Nathaniel Hackett and Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, Here's George Payton on the head coach-quarterback relationship moving forward. I think it's it's really important that uh, whoever we hire, you know, has a relationship with the quarterback, Russ, whoever are you know the court, the backups, um, but the entire offense as well, the the entire defense. Um, we need someone you know to fix the special teams, you know. So really, the the all three phases is is what uh, you know we want our coach to to be an expert in, not just one person. Can't say it any better myself. I mean, it, it's it's got to be it's a Denver Broncos coaching hire, not a Russell Wilson coaching hire. Do they need to bring in people that can help resuscitate Russ's career? Absolutely, got to be part of it. But you're not hiring a head coach just to fix Russell Wilson because fixing Russ isn't fixing all the problems this team has right now. And and so. I think that you know one of the things you know that, that, that Penner talked about yesterday was a culture changing coach. Somebody's going to command the locker room, oversee all three phases. There's a lot of guys that that, that fit that bill, but uh, Benjamin Albright, we're going to have to take another shot at getting Benjamin back on yeah. in the future. See if his phone works <laughs> <laughs> this time around. He tweeted out that the he thinks that the Broncos will they will make contact with Jim Harbaugh. That that Harbaugh will be a guy that checks some of those boxes that I just referenced. And his stock has definitely gone up, has it not, after taking mm-hmm. Michigan? Sorry, that's painful. But you're you're in the playoffs too. You're in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um his stock has definitely gone up getting Michigan to back-to-back college football playoffs when it looked like they were going to run him out of Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. He has started to live up to the hype, the expectations of when he got there from San Francisco. Yeah, and he may now want to hit the road on his own. And, well, remember last year he interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And this time around, it, it may be a case where he is ready once again to come back to the NFL 
and that stop might be in Denver. He will be one of many intriguing names that will be out there moving forward in the Broncos coaching search. So coming up, uh, we'll play some of the sound from Greg Pinner, who is going to be very intimately involved in hiring the new next head coach in Denver. So we'll have that. It is a one about a Wednesday with talent. Well, no talent wine today. No prizing today. It is a one about a Wednesday, though. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to James out of Talon, by the way. But if you've got something that you want to get off your chest, text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Well, why don't you cry about it? All right. Uh, so some of the uh, Greg Pinner sound coming up. It's time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, the Green Bay Packers won on Christmas in Miami on South Beach, taking on Tua, Tyreek, and the Dolphins. And a big interception late to seal the deal, Jair Alexander. He talked with Pam Oliver, and it started out normal enough, and then got Jair weird. got a little a little loose at the back end of this okay. interview. What kind of statement does this make for your group? Oh, man, it's pretty big, man. I mean, coming into this game, we knew it was, you know, playoff football. Uh, you know, the first half, they got us with some explosive, but we prevailed. We figured out, you know, it's a game of chess, not checkers. We figured it out, and boom, got a dub. Uh, it's going to be fun watching the film on this one with so many guys involved and active. Your pick. Walk us through that play, what happened, and how'd you grab it? Oh, man, that's easy. So I'm just lining up. I seen number 10 motion over. Hey, Jones. I seen number 10 coming across the field. I said, oh, snap, he fast. So I bagged off. When I bagged off, I seen him coming. He ran right in front of me. I was like, wow, is he really overthrowing it? Huh? Took it down the sideline, turned up with my guys, gave the football to a little kid wearing 23. I love it. Merry Christmas to you. I don't even have more to say. Give the ball to a little kid. I love just the... the just, uh, just so excited. That? It's great. It's like, oh, snap, he's fast. <laughs> yeah, it's Tyreek Hill, man. The dude's pretty fast, he's yeah. pretty damn fast. <laughs> Thanks the news flash there. Yeah. David Muir, right? your favorite news anchor, whoever that might be. Oh, thanks for the news flash, Tom Broca. Bernie Lang. Anyway. Um, 7.43. That guy's fast. Oh, man, he fast. Ah. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, play some of the Greg Pinner sound coming up. <laughs> that might go with. That's good. I like that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Might go in, our, in the rotation there. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Text or call us today. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader. The team. Welcome back, 747. Jim and the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. One quick note before we get to the Greg Pinner audio. Mentioned this, that uh, Randy Gregory's suspension overturned. So um, it'll be a $50,000 fine. He will play against the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. So uh, that has been uh, squared away after he got into the altercation with the uh, the Rams offensive lineman uh, when they were doing the you know going through the handshake line that he got into it with Ode Abouche, the uh, Rams offensive lineman Gregor threw a punch then he got punched back 
And then the appeals officers, Derek Brooks and James Thrash, uh, appointed jointly by the NFL and the Players Association, reduce the penalties for both players from suspensions to fines of $50,000. Is that who's my favorite player, Mr. Derek Brooks? Yes. Wow. That Derek Brooks, yes. Former Tampa Bay Bucks linebacker. Nice. Legendary Derek Brooks. And then uh, Abushay is getting $12,000 for his fine. All right. So yesterday, George Payton, who took responsibility for how the season went, said, look, you know, I'm the guy that hired the coach. I'm the guy that put this roster together. You know, he took blame, but uh, Greg Penner was also there, the Broncos CEO. And here's Greg Penner on the search process for the Nathaniel Hackett replacement. It's been 24 hours. Uh, obviously, we're starting to do research uh, on candidates that we'd want to look at. Uh, we'll run a full process. Uh, we'll have a really good group involved uh, in our interview process. And uh, we think we can find a great, great head coach for this organization. All right, whoever that coach might be, from Sean Payton to Dan Quinn to David Shaw to Jim Arbaugh or whoever, they're going to report to Greg Penner and report to him directly. The new head coach will report to me, which is a more typical structure uh, in the NFL. Obviously, the relationship between the general manager and the head coach is a critical one, and uh, uh, George is going to be intimately involved with this process of looking for a new head coach, and we'll make sure that there's a good fit there. And he's right about that. That's not something that's out of the norm. But it does give this feel weird. Give this feeling of to tell the dude sitting right next to you that you're kind of redundant now. Well, yeah, you're definitely not going to have the kind of authority that you previously held. Right. That you you're still part of this, part of this process. Sure. But in that theory. I'm going to be I'm going to be talking to the new head coach, and that new head coach might be somebody that's going to have a lot more authority over personnel, <laughs> and his name might also sound like the current general manager, only spelled differently. We'll see. Here's Greg Penner on what the new coach will have input on. New head coach will will definitely be involved uh, in that, but. Um uh, but I tend to be impatient, and I, that starts, that's happening now. So we're, we'll evaluate everything. Um, George mentioned uh, the injuries. That's been a real challenge. Uh, Carrie and I started you know, conversations with folks in the NFL office a month ago. We, were, we visited with Dr. Sills and others just looking at our program. So we're not waiting for a head coach to start looking at what the changes uh, that are needed here. Um, but a head coach, when, when we find that person, they'll, they'll be uh, deeply involved in, in how we move forward from that point. All right, so for, for Greg Penner, you're thinking, well, this will be his first coaching search. Yes, that's true, mm-hmm. as the Broncos CEO, but not the first head coaching search he's been involved in, and, and that includes recently. Because Greg Penner, he did mention this yesterday, was involved in the coaching search at Stanford. That shows former Sacramento State coach Troy Taylor's David Shaw's replacement. And so this will be different than the last time when George Payton was really the guy that ran the coaching search for Nathaniel Hackett. That after they fired Vic Fangio, that that Payton interviewed 10 different candidates, nine of them in person. And this time around, it's going to be Greg Penner that will be in charge of this. 
and other members of the ownership group, including the principal owner, Rob Walton, Carrie Walton Pinner, Greg Pinner's wife, and limited shareholder, as we referenced earlier, Condoleezza Rice, um, whom actually, so he, she was, I'm sorry, he, Pinner was not involved. I misread that. You mentioned Condoleezza Rice was involved. <laughs> she was involved, not Pinner in that. But Pinner does have Rice, who's been involved in the coaching search. So my apologies, I read that incorrectly. But she was involved in that coaching search. And so there has been at least somebody on this this search committee that is that has been there and done that. Done searches before. Right. And so I guess when you look at you know what what they talked about, and, and this I think is important. Of it's it's somebody that's going to be in charge of all three phases. Because of Nathaniel Hackett, you didn't get that feeling, did you? No. That he was brought in initially to be part of an Aaron Rodgers acquisition. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. You'll never convince me otherwise. And I'm 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 with you on that. And that 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 was pretty much what he was preoccupied with. Mm-hmm. You know, and something else came out yesterday too from George Payton that they do want to talk with Ajiro Vero, Broncos current defensive coordinator, he that they will want they want to interview him as part of this coaching search. Remember Ajiro Vero was offered the interim head coach gig said, and said, nah, I go pass. I think I'll see how this I think I'll see how this all shakes out. Payton also talked about being open minded in regard to the search. That you know, that, you know, like we said, it has to check off the boxes we we talked about, but they want somebody that's not offensive-centric, defensive-centric necessarily. And that's where a guy like, like George, like, or Sean Payton, while yes, offensive-minded, but you never got the sense that Sean Payton did not have complete control, total control of the New Orleans Saints when he was the head coach. Well, the point we got suspended... <laughs> Because of Bounty Gate. He had that much control, that much involvement in what was going on. You know who that does kind of take out of the running, at least in my mind initially, is Frank Reich. A little bit, right? Guys Possibly. like that, Daryl Bevel, Ajero Averro, those type of guys. Possibly. Right? You know, but, but Reich in has... In theory. I mean, I mean I, and I don't know to what extent Reich... Did he not have control of things in, in Indianapolis? At the, well, at the end, sounds like things... Part of that was he got overruled by Jim Irsay about mm-hmm. playing Matt Ryan. Yeah. And that became an issue. So that's a possibility. That's where... It feels. That's where khaki pants... Mm-hmm. Or Jim Arbaugh, David Shaw, guys like that. What about Dan Quinn? Of course, if Quinn brings in Schottenheimer... Then you then you're addressing two critical sides of the ball, if that is indeed the yeah. pair that comes in. Let's get the band back together. Get Quinn and Schottenheimer. Call Carol. Don't think that's going to happen. All right, hour two coming up.